Hello, beloved, and welcome to this evening's message uh, where we are going to continue to look at the book of Revelation. I'm not going to take um, Revelation in the sense of let's take it verse by verse, but in this message what I would like to do is for us to take a short break and see what does the book of Revelation tell us about the mark of the beast. What is the word, uh, what does it mean, this mark of the beast? What, what is it talking about? Okay, let's have a word of prayer before we continue. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can learn from your word, different things in, from the book of Revelation, all these these, these um, visions that John saw and all these figures and things that he, he saw that means something. Father, it's not easy for us to understand because we don't think that way. But thank you so much that you've given us your revelation that you've given us the book of Revelation that reveals things that is going to happen in the last days. And thank you so much that we can learn these things or we can read these things and and we can understand these things as we look at it from a biblical perspective. Help us to, to understand, to open up our hearts and our minds to receive and understand and help us to to take these things to heart and to then live the kind of lives that you want us to live. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's talk about the mark of the beast. Now, it has been said that Satan is the author of a phrase, and that phrase is, if you can't beat him, buy them. Now, I know there's a phrase, I think it says, if you can't beat them, join them, something like that. But in in this um, phrase, it is, if you can't beat them, by them. And in a certain sense, isn't that true? Isn't that exactly what what is happening in the world today is money is playing such a big role in so many things and so at in so many places, in so many situations where you can see that people with authority, even if they have a little bit of authority, they are being bought. They they how can I say, a little bit of money just kind of makes them either turn a blind eye or it causes them to take a decision or something that needs to be decided. They take it in a completely different direction that it was supposed to go in. All these kind of things. And there's this saying that I've heard that says, all you need to do is follow the money and you will find out what is actually happening. Just follow the money, because there's always money involved. And in fact, Scripture teaches us the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. All right, so this phrase that says that Satan is the author of this phrase, if you can't beat him, buy him. Uh, It makes a lot of sense, because that's exactly what's happening in the world around us today. Now, uh, it is also said that if the devil learned anything from history, He's learned this equation, and this is how they describe this equation. What you do is you have a healthy or a strong economy, okay, and you add to that uh, a really big lie, okay, and you add to that weak but uh, plausible excuses, and then you add to that uh, someone else to blame, okay, and that equals... Or that brings about social control. 
Very interesting equation, isn't it? Strong economy plus big lies plus excuses plus blame everybody else. It brings about social control. When in fact, if we think logically about it, if we think about it in the, in the sense of what is true, then it doesn't make sense that people or that that yeah that people can get social control over others by lies and excuses and blaming everybody else but themselves for the mistakes they've made or the things that they've done wrong but that's the world we live in beloved it's as if things are turned upside down on its head now if you think very closely about the mark of the beast, uh, you will quickly figure out that the mark of the beast is all about control. Now, what I would like us to do is let's just go and read Revelation chapter 13, where we we read about the mark of the beast. Now, um, let's read from verse 11. And this is talking about the second beast. He says that this is what John says. Now, he has this vision of a second beast and he says then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spoke like a dragon and he exercised all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed so what we're talking about here is the false prophet now that causes people or forces people in a sense to worship the first beast who is the Antichrist. All right, and verse 13 continues. He says, And he performs great signs so that he makes, even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Now, these are false um, signs. Nah? These are false things that is being done and these false signs where it says he performs great signs so that even he even makes fire come down from the heavens on the earth in the sight of man verse 14 says and he deceives those who dwells on the earth you see it's false these things that are going to be done will be false with a purpose to deceive the people of the earth to, to, to deceive the people that dwell on the earth beloved and I, I can see that people are very open to deception Unfortunately, even Christians, and I believe if God does not protect us, if the Holy Spirit does not protect us, believers are going to fall for things that is going to be heartbreaking. But praise God, we have the Spirit of God that dwells within us, and I believe that the Holy Spirit will give us discernment so that we can discern between what is right and what is wrong, but also between deception and and what is not deception. Anyway, let's go on with verse 14. It says, And he deceives those who dwell on the earth uh, by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of or to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. And he was granted power to give birth to the image of the beast that the image of the beast would both speak and cause as many as would not worship the beast to be killed. And I want you to listen very carefully. Here we have worship. Okay. Don't miss this. Okay. He, he how can I say, 
He causes as many as would not worship the beast or the image of the beast to be killed. All right, so there's going to be a, a, a how can I say, a form of worship that is going to take place uh, of the image of the beast. There's going to be this image, what it's going to look like. The scripture doesn't teach us. The scripture doesn't tell us. So we are going to speculate if we talk about what it's going to be. So there's going to be an image. And this image is going to be worshipped. And if you do not worship this image, you will be killed. That's basically what it says. Verse 16 says, And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. I want you to notice these three things here. No one may buy or sell, which means it's got to do with economics. So no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark, Okay, which means uh, some form of a mark that kind of identifies the person as being the one who worships this beast image. Yeah? That's part of this, this system that worships the Antichrist, basically. All right, so no one may buy or sell. So you cannot buy or sell. You can't get food or you can't sell things if you do not have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And then verse 18 says, Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. All right? That's the number. 666. That's the, the mark of the beast being calculated. Now, what I shared with you before, when, it, when I talk about this equation that, that, um, that kind of works, not kind of works, it actually works well, which means you have an economy, you have lies, you have excuses, you have the blame game, and that brings about social control. It worked for Hitler, and it's working even now. We, we've just seen it work for three years. Uh, people's eyes are just opening up now to kind of start questioning things, but you can't question anything because it's all it's, it's done. The control has already been put in place. It's not as complete as it's going to be when Satan uh, or the Antichrist system is in place, but it's already, there's such a lot of control that has been put in place uh, through what we experienced the past three years. Now, have you noticed how the devil is getting more and more social control over people? And, and this is all over the world. I call it social control, which means control the not just what people eat and drink and how much money they can get or how, where they work and what they do and that kind of thing. And, but literally what happens in people's homes, where they can live and where they cannot live and um, what they can do with their money and what they cannot do with their money. Uh, I mean, we were prevented from wearing open shoes or buying open shoes, sandals. We were prevented from buying uh, cooked food. Can you remember that? And people adhere to it. People did exactly what was said. Beloved, it, it took one event for basically for people to give up their freedoms. Even if it was just for a while. This was a worldwide test. And let me tell you, 
I think this th- this test that came upon the earth to kind of test whether the people of the earth are ready for the system. I'm talking about the Antichrist system. I think we're very much closer than we think because the people are open to it. And it's interesting how people will sell out others who does not fall in line with what the mainline wants. It is amazing. I mean, I've watched videos where people would fight one another, where people would actually take others to, to the police. Um, things that happened in, in this time that is shocking. And then we realize, but maybe civilization is, or I call it civilization, but maybe people are much more, or much, yeah, can I say, much more ready for the Antichrist system, the beast system, than we might think. Now, I've got a, uh, how can I say, what, what, what is happening is people are giving away their freedoms. They are willing to, to place themselves under the control of people who lie. Have you noticed that? And, and it's amazing. And, and I've just seen it again and again and again how it, the people who've lied, the people who twisted the truth, the people who made excuses, you know, these lame excuses, how these people are voted into office again. It, it, it boggles my mind why that happens. I mean, somebody can be a lie. They can lie openly to the public. I'm talking about people with influence, not people that are in authority, so-called. Um, they can be lying openly to the public. The next moment you hear they've been voted into office again. And they continue to, to, to be in, in uh, public office. I just can't understand it except if we understand this mark of the beast. If we understand this, this, how can I say, this whole system that is being put in place so that at the end of the day, the beast system can basically control the world, then you understand. The, the people are being desensitized to lies. They're being desensitized to, to people not telling the truth. And actually, what they do is they say, no, we've got to check the truth. And then those people who check the truth they are actually liars. And they've been caught over and over again. I mean, how many times? Uh, the, these so-called people who are watching whether what is being said is true or not, they themselves are found wanting. They themselves are found to twist the truth or to lie. But they continue to be the ones who checks the truth. And then you have what, what for example that I find very interesting is let's talk about, let's say this, um, the, the, the legislation they want to put in place with regards to hate speech. I'm just using it as an example. And then you ask the question, okay, so if there's legislation about hate speech, then who are the ones who decides what is hate speech and what is not? Will it be the people who have been caught lying over and over again that you cannot trust, that makes excuses for all their mistakes, who blames others for what they have done wrong, who oversteps their authority by, by putting things in place that controls people more and more? Are they the people that has to decide on what is hate speech or not? Then you kind of 
stand back and say, whoa, something is desperately, seriously wrong here. Because how can people who are caught lying, which means they are, they, they lie over and over and over again, they are caught lying, not just one time, but multiple times. They twist the truth. They withhold the truth. They make excuses for everything that they've done wrong. They blame others for what they've done wrong. And these are the people, and, and they are the ones who take away people, take away people's freedom, if you can, can, can call it that. And they are the ones that has to make, or they are the ones that make legislation, and they are the ones who decide what is hate speech or not. Beloved, it's clear when they make the decision what is hate speech, it is going to be, it's not going to be, uh, how can I say, um, it's not going to be something that we would like to to hear. It's going to be disastrous because those people who are checking the truth now, they are caught lying and they are caught covering up the truth and they are pushing the lies. So how in the world can you trust those kind of people to be the ones who says what is hate speech or not? Which means I can say something that they just don't like and they call it hate speech because they're the ones that makes it decides ultimately what is hate speech and what is not. But that's where the world is going. This is where the West is going. The thing is the masses willingly subjects themselves I mean, to people, for example, in the past who has no clue in what they're doing and what they are talking about. They follow the so-called science. And then they, they, they come and they give uh, a report of this is what science tells us. This is what is going to happen. And nothing of it happens. And there's no excuse afterwards. There's no, uh, oops, sorry, we have been completely wrong. No, they just continue with the narrative. They just continue with the same thing over and over again. They just change and chop and change a few things and just continue. But that's the reality, beloved. We must understand that the system has to be in place by the time that the Antichrist takes over. And people need to be ready to accept the system that is going to be in place. I believe that we are seeing, and it's been quite a while now, we have seen it in the small and then we've seen it in on a global scale that we've seen this, let's call it this dry run for the Antichrist system to come into place. Remember the mandatory wearing of, of masks where it's set on the windows of, the, of shops? No mask, no entry, which means you cannot go and buy in that shop if you do not have a mask on. Right, let's say you were selling something and you don't have a mask on, you can't go into that shop and sell it because the thing that you need to have is a mask. So everybody has to have a mask on and if you don't have that mask on, you're not allowed to go into the shop to buy. That's it. Now, think about if there's a system in place that you cannot buy or sell if you do not have the mark of the beast, which means you are not worshipping, uh, if you do not worship this this image that has been created by the false prophet, if you don't worship that image, because everybody that worships the image is going to receive a mark, they will be able to buy and sell. But those who do not have the mark, they will not be able to buy and sell. Think about that. 
So I've, I've come up with my own equation. Let's say we have the high cost of living, high unemployment, a high dependency on social grants. Nah? Um, you've got a middle class under pressure. And you've got people who are willing to give up their freedoms for whatever reason. Okay? And then you add to that lies, lies, and more lies. You know, with the elite just getting away with... How can I say? They can tell lies as much as they want. They just get away with it. But the everyday man and woman on the street... No, 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 no. They can't get away with it. It's as if you've got this two-tiered just justice system. Rules for thee, but not for me. You know, that kind of thing. So you've got all of this, and you've got all these lies, and then you add to that weak excuses on why things are not done that was supposed to be done, why there's incompetence and nothing is done about the incompetence. And then you add to that uh, the blame game. Everybody and everything else is blamed for the fact that the people in authority are not doing what they are supposed to do. And they're not doing it right. And they're not doing it to the benefit of the people, but they're doing it for themselves. All right? And if you take all of that, I believe it equals the Antichrist system of worldwide control of every aspect of people's lives. You have the system... And obviously, the mark of the beast is part of that system. All right, so I believe that John is describing an uh, economic system that will basically be characterized by complete control, but that control is by one person, one man, and that's the Antichrist. Let me just read it again, verse 16 and 17. He says, and he causes all, this is the false prophet now, he causes all, small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand and on their foreheads. And he um, provides that no one should be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. And then obviously it says it's 666 if you calculate it. Now in, the, in World War II or during World War II, Apparently, the U.S. government had something that resembles this system that is described in, in Revelation chapter 13. And I believe that was already a, a dry run of things to come. That was just like a run to see, is it going to work? So in the United States, what they did was they rationed food. It basically means even if you had enough money to pay for the item, you couldn't just buy the food. You needed a specific food stamp. So if you didn't have... Food stamps for what you were or, or what you needed or what you wanted, then you couldn't get it, even if you had the money to buy it. You needed a specific stamp to, to buy the food, all right, because there was rationing. You could only buy certain things and you could only buy a certain amount of certain things, even if you had more money, you just couldn't buy it. Now, I believe that this is plausible to, in, in the second half of the tribulation. That the Antichrist will control the economy to such an extent that no one will be able to buy and sell if they do not worship him. That's what the scripture teaches. And that he will be able to control the economy to such an extent that no one can, can buy things or sell things if they do not have the mark of the beast. 
So they've got to worship him, but they've got to have that mark. And if they don't have the mark, they will not be able to do it. It will be like the food stamps in the Second World War. Now, the Antichrist system, I believe, will be set up to ensure that he will be worshipped. If you don't worship him, you're not going to eat. Okay, You're not going to be able to trade. Remember that Jesus, when he was in the wilderness for 40 days, Satan came to him, tempted him. What was the purpose of Satan tempting Jesus? Satan's purpose was to get Jesus to worship him. You see, that's what Satan wants. Satan wants worship. And ultimately, he's going to find worship in this Antichrist figure. the A man that will be completely possessed by Satan. And this is where he's going to get worship. So everybody's going to worship or bow down before this image of the beast. But in actual fact, they are bowing before the devil. They're bowing before Satan. Right? Ultimately, they will be bowing down before the Antichrist and worshiping the Antichrist. Now, this image of the Antichrist. But ultimately, it's actually worship of Satan because that's what Satan wants. All right. So what can we learn about the, the mark of the beast? I believe that Revelation chapter 13, verse 13 to 18, teaches us that at the midpoint of the tribulation, all men and women will be ordered to bow down before this image of the beast and worship him. Whether you you, you want it or whether you don't, you're just going to be forced. Or you're going to be ordered, yeah, let's call it ordered. It is... Like what we had this past uh, in the beginning of the three years that's passed. It's just a question of listen, this is going to happen and this is how it's going to work. And you just fall in place. If you don't, um, you get arrested. Okay. And everyone who bows down, just now in the tribulation period, that bows down before this beast um, and or this image and uh, worship him, they will receive a mark now, on their right hand or the forehead. And this mark will basically represent the name of the beast and the number of his name. And it's lighter identified in our passage as 666. It's the number of a human being because the Antichrist is a human being. Okay, But I believe he's possessed by, he's going to be completely possessed by the devil. Okay, and this mark of the beast, the 666, let's call it the mark, whatever it's going to look like will basically identify the people who worship the beast, who worship the Antichrist. And those who refuse will be killed. That's it. Okay, so by the time that we get to this, how can I say, this midpoint in the tribulation, the system will be so strong that people will be killed for not worshiping the beast and others will just accept it. That's how strong the system would be, how can I say, within the minds and hearts of the people. So people will be indoctrinated and deceived to such a point that they will embrace the system, even though people will be killed. Uh, Maybe their own family will be killed because they would not um, worship the the image of the beast. And it's possible that that, uh, Jesus said it, that um, family members, uh, children and parents, they will sell out their own family. Okay. Um, to be killed because they will not bow. I've I've seen videos on how people reacted within supermarkets and things like that because people would not wear a mask. It 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 
broke my heart to see how people can turn into savages. The, the, the language that they use is filthy, absolutely filthy. And I've always wondered, and I listen to these people that go off in the, the supermarket and they say, you must wear a mask and you're killing everybody and wah, wah, wah. And they swear and whatever. I wonder to myself if they were people who go to church or are they people who profess to know Jesus? I wonder. Because um, I've just listened how so-called Christians were fighting one another during this past time that we've been through. Christians have been fighting Christians. Some who said, listen, we need to have the church open. We need to get to the church. We, need, we want to worship God. We want to have fellowship with one another. And others would say... You're killing one another and they, 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 they blame one another and they get so angry that you would think that people will actually kill one another. And it's all part of the system that's being prepared, all part of the system that's getting ready for people to receive that mark of the beast. But it, remember, it's all about worship. You either worship the, the Antichrist, nah, the statue of the Antichrist or this image of, sorry, it's not a statue, it's an image. Uh, you either worship the image of the beast or you worship God. There's no other choices. And I think people will have to make a choice. Are we going to worship God or are we going to worship the image of the beast? Um, and beloved, the mark of the beast to receive it is by choice. It's clearly by choice. And I mean, they will... People will make the choice, even though there will be two witnesses that will eventually die in Jerusalem now on the streets and they will lie there for three days. Um, the witnesses will be sharing and people will still accept the worship and they will worship the beast or the image of the beast. And the 144,000 Jews that would be that will be going out and speaking about the Messiah, witnessing about Messiah, that Jesus Christ is the Jewish Messiah, they won't listen to them. Because they are prone, to, they want to worship the beast system. That's what they want to do. Okay. And they even reject uh, the angel with the everlasting gospel nah, that we read about in Revelation chapter 14. And, and it's in Revelation chapter 14 that we, lear, we learn that an angel warns that if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives the mark on their forehead, uh, forehead or, or on their hand, he himself shall drink the wine of the wrath of God. Beloved, we learn from Scripture that those people who accept the mark of the beast will be cast into hell. We read the following. It says, They shall be tormented with fire and brimstone, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. Those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. So if you worship the beast or the image of the beast, or if you receive the mark of the beast, you will be going to hell. You will be cast into the lake of fire. Nah? Fire and brimstone forever and ever. And the smoke of your torment will ascend forever and ever. That's what the scripture teaches. Now, there are believers who are worried that they might unknowingly receive this mark. They won't even know about it. They, they are just going to be part of the system and then they're going to take the mark of the beast because, I mean, it's just part of the system. I believe it's impossible, beloved. God is a loving and merciful God towards his children and he said he will protect us. 
I mean, he proved it in, in Christ dying on the cross for our sin, didn't he? I mean, he, he, he bought us. He set us free from our sin. I think it would be out of character for God to send someone to hell that kind of accidentally went and stood in the wrong line, you know, and then they got the mark of the beast. That, that's not how it works. You must remember that the mark of the beast is received only by those who worship the image of the beast, which means you will know whether you are worshiping the image of the beast or not. And how will you know? You will be worshiping. That's the thing. Which means you sell your soul to the devil. Okay. Which means that you willfully rejected God. And to reject God, who basically saved us in Christ Jesus, um, it's not something that believers will do. But those who do not love God, who rejects God, they will worship the image of the beast without a problem. Because they love themselves so much and they, they love their stuff so much and they love food and all these kind of things so much that they won't be willing to, to die for the sake of Christ. No, they will want to live, so they'll worship the beast. And they will if, actually um, give others over to, um, to the authorities to be killed if they can just get a little bit more. Unfortunately, that's the sinful nature of, of, of people, of human beings. Beloved, only people who, um, how can I say, who are unsaved should be concerned about taking the mark of the beast. Believers don't have to worry about that. You know, um, and, and remember that unbelievers who take the mark of the beast will be lost forever. Now, Revelation 14, 9 to 11, the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out in full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment descends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worships the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. You see, those who receive the mark of the beast will experience the wrath of God. God's wrath will not come upon his children. Okay, And those who do not receive the mark, I believe, will receive something completely different. Listen to this. Revelation chapter 20 verse 4 says, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. And then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received the mark on their foreheads and on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Beloved, there's a reward for those who do not receive the mark of the beast and who do not worship the beast. Why? God looks after his own. He didn't save us so that we can go to hell and come under his wrath because we've taken the mark of the beast. No. God will protect us, but we need to be in Christ. We need to be in God's protection, under his protection. And that's the daily walking with the Lord, being spirit-filled all the time, to live for Christ. And, beloved, as long as we live for Christ and as long as our focus is on, on the Lord and on what he has done for us, if we, if we are reconciled with him, 
we will know when these things are going to happen. Not the time I'm talking when these things happen, we will know. I mean, why don't we bow down before idols now? Because we know we either worship God or we worship the idols. So we don't bow down before idols. And if we kind of go in the direction where we start bowing down before things that doesn't please God, when we start bowing down before idols that we made for ourselves, money and pleasures and all and, and, and uh, material things, whatever, the Holy Spirit then reminds us that that's not what God wants and we repent and we turn away from it because we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us. So we don't have to be concerned about that. I believe if we walk with God, if we walk in the light, um, He will guide us and direct us and lead our footsteps because we are His. But if we do not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if we reject God, if we reject to worship Him, if we reject what He says in His Word, and we start worshipping the beast and the image of the beast, and we receive the mark of the beast, there's no way for us to be saved. There's no way, because we've rejected Christ. We've actually embraced idol worship. We've rejected God for an idol. Beloved believers don't do that. So may the Lord help us. When we talk about the mark of the beast, uh, it, it, it is a strange thing. It's, it's strange to read about it. But if we, if we break it down and we see the system that is being developed worldwide, and I'm not saying that the mark of the beast is going to come in in the next three and a half years or five years or seven years or whatever. We don't know. But there is a system that is being put in place for people to basically worship the, the devil at the end of the day, to worship the Antichrist, to be part of his system. And beloved, if we see these things and we see the manipulation that's taking place and the deceit that's taking place, uh, and, and we've been warned by Jesus to say, do not be deceived, which means we need to study scripture so that we can see how these things work so that we will not be deceived. Then when we see the system being set up, what we do is we set ourselves apart. We, we, we stand outside and we look and we say, I'm not going to be part of that system. And the reason why is I will worship God. Not what, what happened in Hitler's day. Remember, many Christians, um, many Lutherans, because Luther was anti-Semitic, or he was anti-Semitic, he, he didn't like uh, the Jews at all. And many of the Lutherans in Germany, many of the Catholics in Germany, they were joining Hitler and they were following Hitler. And why? Because he was telling big lies and he was... Um, making plausible excuses, weak excuses all the time for the things that went wrong. And he always blamed everybody else. And he had social control over the people, beloved. And that same system is going to come. And, and people sold out one another in the, time, in the days of Hitler. But may God help us that we will worship God and Him alone. Uh, and in that we will stand firm and that we will follow Christ and follow Christ alone. So this is just something I wanted to share with you with regards to this mark of the beast, let's say the system that is being set up as we speak. And, and we are seeing the results of it 
already play out in the world around us. Let's pray. Father, we pray in Jesus' precious name that you will help us to have our eyes open so that we may see the things that's happening around us. So that as the things develop, that we will be able to discern, that we will be able to warn one another, that we will be able to continue to preach the gospel, and we will pray that people will come out of the system and worship you and you alone. And Father, we pray that you will help us not to be deceived, but to be able to see clearly, uh, for you are the one who revealed your truth to us. Help us to walk in the ways that you want us to walk and to do what you want us to do so that your name may be glorified in and through our lives, in every aspect of our lives. And Father, thank you so much that you will not allow us to come under your wrath, but thank you for forgiveness and deliverance and um, reconciliation in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. As we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he give you his peace, God willing. Until next time, when we continue to look at another aspect of um, what is happening in the book of Revelation uh, so that we may grow through what we, we see and what God has revealed to us. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.